Welcome aboard the Highway in the Sky. Please hold on, please hold on. Thank you. No smoking, please. Hello and welcome to Monorail Blue, a new podcast from Disney Examiner, your weekly source for all things related to Walt Disney, parks, and resorts. My name is Andy. I'm Danny. And I'm Jordan. This is a special episode recapping the announcements at the 2017 D23 Parks and Resorts presentation. Here's what you missed. We definitely had a lot of news dropping for the Walt Disney World Resort in this particular panel. Um, A lot of it was in preparation for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary uh, in 2021. Um, and all of this is listed on the Disney Examiner. We'll put that in the show notes so you guys can take a look at it at, it, at your convenience. Uh, but we'll just go over it really quickly for at least Walt Disney World. The first thing they announced was a brand new attraction based off Pixar's Ratatouille um, in an expansion of the France Pavilion Inside World Showcase at Epcot. Another announcement for Epcot was the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction coming to Epcot in Future World, um, currently in the existing building that Ener- Ellen's Energy Adventure takes uh, is at. So right next to Mission Space uh, on the left-hand side of Future World. Uh, also, there's going to be a new restaurant adjacent to Mission Space as well that will um, give guests in the restaurant a tour of Earth um, as it's going through. Uh, it's it's I think it's in the... I don't remember the name of that pavilion off the top of my head. I know it gets used in a lot of special events, but it's right next to um, Mission Space and next to Ellen's Energy Adventure. So um, in between those areas, it's going to be a brand new restaurant. There's also going to be a new Mission Space, um, a Mission Space mission, rather, uh, for um, instead of just going to Mars. Uh, So it'll be a totally new one. And it looks like from what, I don't know if you guys got this too, it looks like they're going to have a totally different version for the less intense one. So it's a little, it's a little bit, kind of unique rather than just removing the intense like g-forces of it it was going to be different at least that's what i got from it i don't know if you guys had anything to say on that um they're going to have the first ever mickey mouse attraction at disney's hollywood studios called mickey and minnie's runaway railway um taking place inside of the chinese theater that currently houses the great movie ride uh they're also going to be getting um the tron a roller coaster that's currently at Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, that's going to be at Magic Kingdom Park, adjacent to Space Mountain, behind Tomorrowland. And then they also finally announced a um, entertainment theater coming to Main Street. This was totally weird to me. Um, entertainment theater coming onto Main Street at the Magic Kingdom Park. No show announced as to what was going inside of it, and no location announced on where on Main Street it's going to be. Based on the artwork, you can kind of guess where it might be at, um, but to- it doesn't really make sense as to where it would be, uh, just based on the announcement that they gave us. Um, but that looks basically to be about it. They did announce um, some new transportation as well, too, to Walt Disney World. Uh, they're going to have minivans, which is an on-demand ride service uh, that's going to be uh, utilized through an, uh, the My Disney Experience app, where, you, where guests can hail a ride. Uh, to any place or location inside the Walt Disney World Resort using their own internal kind of like Uber or Lyft-like service. Uh, And they also announced or confirmed rather all those rumors 
of that um, gondola system coming to the Walt Disney World Resort, they finally confirmed it as Mickey Skyline or Disney Skyline, excuse me, Disney Skyline um, coming to the Walt Disney World Resort as well, connecting a lot of resorts um, to Disney's Hollywood Studios and um, the Epcot theme park. Uh, and they also announced a brand new resort um, coming to the Walt Disney World Resort as well, adding to their massive collection of hotels. This one was a Disney Vacation Club exclusive resort called Disney's Riviera Resort. Only Vacation Club villas, um, and it's adjacent to Epcot, uh, and would also lie on the transportation line of that new Disney Sky uh, Skyway, so or Skyline rather. Uh, so I think that that about covers everything. Uh, did I miss anything in Walt Disney World? The Star Wars. Well, I mean, they did announce that Star Wars Land. Uh, they the already told us the Star Wars Land. Uh, the Star Wars oh, hotel. yes, you're right. The Star Wars uh, hotel experience. So, yes. But speaking of the Star Wars themed land, of course, um, they did announce that Disneyland's would be opening first in 2019 uh, with no specific date on anything when they would be opening or when um, Disney's Hollywood Studios version of it would be opening after how long that would be that spans or whatnot but yes you are correct they did announce a star wars themed hotel um coming to walt disney world as well a lot of details were left out of this as far as the logistics of this um but they did say they did give a lot show a lot of concept art which was really unique um in showing that the guest rooms every room has a view of space from the room um, they did say that the guests would be involved in the storyline as well as the cast members that are working uh, at the hotel. Um, so the guests would play a role as well as the cast members. And it looks like, um, based on um, the description of the hotel, it would be a multi-day experience. From what I could gather, guests may or may not be able to leave the hotel during that time because at some point when you check into the hotel, according to the description, the hotel, in quotations, leaves Earth. So it leaves Earth and goes into space. And so you couldn't just walk off of a hotel that's floating in space. So not really sure how that's all going to work logistically, but it'll be interesting to see as more details emerge on that hotel. Um, but it's such a unique idea. And I think, you know, people super into role play will love this, especially coming from that Star Wars community. So um, it'll be unique to see how this kind of maybe also is a test for, you know, things to come. But I think that about does it for Walt Disney World. I mean, there was a ton of announcements, but... Uh, I think that was... I think this hotel is going to be either really cool or really awful. And here's why. I think being in a Star Wars, like actually in a Star Wars world, is going to be pretty cool. But I think the novelty might wear off pretty quick. Because it's, from what I gather, and I could be wrong... These rooms don't really have actual light. They're, you're just in like a dark room with a like a TV screen essentially showing the earth. And that may be cool for a while, but I think you would may want to do other things. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, and I'm not I think... really sure where I read it. Um, it could have been a rumor before it was confirmed, but I think they said they would limit the stays in this hotel to either one or two days. Okay. Um, so it would, that... it would be part of it. It would be part of an experience. Like if you went to Disney World, it'd be like you check out of your resort and check into this as part of your like living the Star Wars experience. Because I think 
they realized that people probably couldn't be living that long in it, especially if logistically you're not allowed to leave because it's kind of like a cruise. I'm guessing it's like a cruise ship, like where it's going and you can't really do anything on the cruise. You can't like leave the cruise ship and go somewhere else uh, unless it's docked um, when it's like doing its thing. So it's kind of like a cruise ship per se, but it's totally unique. Like I don't think there's anything like this yet, or if there is, it's totally you know niche and we just don't know about it. But mainstream yeah. anyway. The, it, like looking at the concept art, it doesn't look comfortable. Also, and going, I mean, I personally don't care, but I, I would think a more luxurious traveler wouldn't want to stay in here unless they're you know more adventurous because the beds look very simple and at least like it, it looks like these kids beds is like these pod bunk beds yeah. well let and, me yeah 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 no I'm, I'm jumping in because i think you know there's only so much that you can really see from concept art right like we're we're still a few right. few years in the making before we actually see some tangible things and as you know with concept art it changes over a period of time as planning starts to take shape into reality and so um you know, I mean, we don't even know the, we don't even know the yeah, location. Yeah, I mean, the speculation is is great, and and you know, I've had some chats with Imagineers already about kind of what you guys were talking about at the expo and otherwise, and and so you're right to say that it's like a cruise experience, but you got to remember that this is still going to be a uh, a Disney experience nonetheless, um, and right. you're living at this what would most likely be a very not only heavily themed but also really luxurious quote unquote uh resort that people uh according to um my sources have said that uh, would probably be $1000 for a two day experience um <laughs> per person um and so you know especially for that type of money narrative um can only get you so much you still need the comforts of a nice hotel so um right. You know, we can't look into it too deeply, but all I can tell you and from what I know and from what people have told me is that um, they're going to have to strike a, a, a good balance between, um, you know, being a f uh, four or five star resort with all the amenities that come with uh, and fold it into uh, a Star Wars narrative. Um, right. And if they were able to pull that off, um, you know, in a sense, bringing a, a cruise line experience to or Disney Cruise Line experience to land and and do it in a really unique way where you don't even think about the rea the rea the real world around you for you know two three days. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people um, maybe not maybe not the families if they're going to introduce it at that price point. But I'm for for sure the Star Wars fans um, who are young couples and even older might uh, uh, might be able to reason that out but um yeah this we're still tell. a few years away from this to be able to really kind of tell what right. it will, it will actually think, be like and even at those prices jordan truly it's not if you think about the what it actually is it's a one or two day maybe maybe more than that um commitment um where you're completely surrounded by entertainment and like right that's something true. something like that where you know you're basically living the entertainment it just really doesn't exist in a commercial form and you know that i'm sure that price would include like your your food Foods. it'd be kind of like it'd be like a cruise ship so we're like exactly. everything was in, it was like an all-inclusive price because you're stuck you're stuck in quotations because you're not like 
like you can't yeah, you leave. can't leave you're gonna want to be there but yeah. you're you know but you're on this you know eating there everything is all part of it so you know it's it's cool in the sense that i think people will you know for a thousand if it's a thousand dollars a person for like a couple of days and you're going on you know a walt disney world vacation for let's say like eight days you take the last two days of your trip uh, at you know after leaving your resort in on this and it's like the cap of your vacation or maybe someone comes just to do this and you know that could be a thing and it could be kind of how they move towards because like you know truly living in like your own like you know I think Bob was really specific on mentioning like living your own Star Wars experience uh, when describing um, the Star Wars themed lands um, this is truly that next step and and we don't even know the location of this this could be inside of the land we don't even know they have they have an additional you know amount of space that we don't have here on the west coast um, to implement something like this um, in some fashion um, attached to the land or, or close to it so that would be um, unique too if if you're entering per se like you know the land like near star wars like you're entering this hotel near the star wars themed land which would make it more authentic i think yeah um so who knows we don't even we don't know what it is but i think just in general the idea of truly being immersed in story where you get to be part of it and dress up i mean people people pay people tons that up. yeah yeah oh my gosh already so it's it's going to be super successful and it could be a test for you know things to come because then it's more like a um you know your disney world i mean truly like disney world could turn into a place where like that were that could be where you vacation literally every, and this is what they want but it could be where you vacation literally every year and every time you do something different and it's like a total it's like your one-stop vacation place right i read somewhere but, that they said it was i think with the mini uber thing that this Disney World's basically the size of the city of San Francisco, and you know that, like you said, yeah, they it's... do have the acreage, but mm-hmm. um, I think you know, I think more toward, you know, the less about the land. They they have land to build for generations to come. Um, if you've been to Walt Disney World, I mean, it's just pretty much it's it's all there beyond you right. know the actual resorts. There's just these trees and. It's empty land that's wait, waiting to be developed, but more toward Danny's point, you know, this adds a new product category to Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. Um, it, it, you know, being able to give another, you know, a reason for people to visit Walt Disney World aside from the theme parks um, and something unique as this. Uh, yeah, they they really have it going for them. And who, who knows, it might be, if it's so successful, you know, we could see it in every franchise that Disney owns, whether it be Marvel, which they did announce also for, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, uh, but yeah, they announced a, a Marvel-themed hotel. Um, and, you know, we could, you know, see a, I don't know. I mean, living in, in Toontown for real, you know? I mean, that sounds weird, but like, I can imagine that or a frozen land hotel you know and living in arendelle it's just like the the possibilities at this point are pretty endless if they're able to pull this off so what about the disney other than we talked about outside the park but we haven't really talked about inside the park are there any rides you guys are looking forward to specifically coming to walt disney world 
Um, well, not necessarily. I mean, I'm look, I'm absolutely 100% looking forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction they're making because it's totally different from anything that we, we have here already um, at Disney California Adventure Park uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout um, because this attraction's building just externally was modeled after um, the, I can't think of the name of the city from the movie um, that had, that, that they were trying to save in like the first and second movie. And I can't remember. Well, just, no worries. Just uh, Glenn Close they, was the mayor. Yeah, it's like that. It's basically based, modeled off that. And it's so funny because when you look at pictures of that city, just in concept artwork online, and compare it to the existing building that was already there for Ellen's Energy Adventure, or you know, the building itself is called the Universe of Energy. Um, it it looks like it fits right inside that world. So it's going to be super cool, but I'm most excited of, um, and he only, and Bob Chapek only slightly touched on it, um, but we actually do on our wrap up on the Disney Examiner website, have a picture of um, the concept art, but the new version of Epcot. So basically everything directly behind Spaceship Earth, which is the big ball, um, is being completely torn out and redone. And that's like almost all the like the whole entryway of Epcot, like all of like the major middle part of Future World um, and that artwork, nothing looks the same. It's completely different. So I think to me, that was the most exciting thing because Epcot needs uh, a face up like that more than anything, more than any other park. And to get a whole brand new entry area like that, and it's such a large part of that park, is really exciting. And the artwork looked really, really cool with all the fountains and a lot more greenery in there and you know just different areas it looks like and it looks just based on the artwork that they completely leveled and took out all of interventions so uh it's just really it's it was really cool i think out of all of it that is the most exciting thing to me seeing the way that seeing the way epcot is going to transform for its anniversary um uh, which it, they also hinted at would be um it would be tied to like renovation would be tied to the anniversary at epcot as well too so that for me anyway. I don't know. What about for you, Jordan? Uh, probably two things. One, the Tron coaster is coming to Magic Kingdom Park. You've ridden that, correct? Yeah, I have, and you know it's far too short. Um, but I mean, nevertheless, I mean, accessibility of a unique attraction like that in the states instead of having all going to all going having to go all the way to Shanghai to ride it. Um, happy to see that but i'm also excited that about a that that mickey mouse attraction like you know it was they made a big deal out of it at the during the presentation but you know it's been a very very long time or actually they were saying it's the first you know uh attraction they'll be making surrounding mickey mouse um you know he's finally getting his own his own gig he's been featured in attractions absolutely but nothing's ever been sent in his narrative and his story. And so uh, for those who were at the presentation, they showed off some of the dark uh, ride uh, technology that they've been experimenting with, where they turned this day scene into this thing that they invented, uh, you know, two and a half D. So it's basically 3D without having to wear glasses. And it was super impressive. You know, I wish, I, I, yeah, I believe there's video of it actually online. Um, but uh 
yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited just to see Mickey finally get his own attraction. And then, of course, seeing how they, Imagineers, um, rather, how they'll be able to uh, you know, take something that they're really good at doing and inventing new technologies and bringing it to dark ride attractions. And yeah, making, yeah, I, I'm excited for the railway, runaway railway. All right, for our international stop, we're going to stop at Disneyland Paris, where at the Disney's New York Hotel, they're going to give it a Marvel theme. So it's an existing hotel based on New York, but now they're going to give it the Star Wars Hotel in Florida treatment, but with a Marvel theme. And it's just going to be Marvel characters around, dancing around New York. So it's, it's kind of interesting, because this is an existing hotel based on New York. In Paris. Doesn't that sound weird, though? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, you're living, you know, Parisian people are, you know, are they going to want to stay at a hotel that um, recreates New York City, you know, in, in some form? I, I don't know. It, it That's seems... the hardest part with Marvel is that, you know, nothing, everything revolves around New York City, you know? Um, and so you're not really being taken away in this new world. You're, pretty much entering into you know, a sub, you know, suburban or not suburban, you're entering into a big city that's like any other big city in the world. And I don't know. It doesn't it, seem, uh, it doesn't seem uh, cool. Like the star Wars uh, I mean, hotel that's being made. Yeah, It's definitely not theming this. And uh, I think this is a misconception on it. So the, the basically what it is, it's a, it's a reimagining of, of the hotel concept, at least for, um, you know, a Disney hotel. So how a hotel can change um, theming quickly to kind of match what's um, what's current or what's what's new. And so hotel, Disney's Hotel New York is an existing hotel, like Andy said, at Disneyland Paris. Um, but it will its name will temporarily change to Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel. And so the hotel will receive um, a facelift, and it'll have facades and inlays and decorations. Um, that are themed to the art of Marvel, um, including like panels behind the front desk, full mm-hmm. suits of armor from Iron Man, props from the movies like Captain America's shield, um, you know, Thor's hammer, stuff like that. Uh, so there won't necessarily be characters in the hotel or any kind of theme where the guests are in that, uh, but it's almost like a tribute or um, like a an exhibit of like the Avengers or whatever inside the hotel. Um, it. So it it transports them to that world, um, but it is it isn't a complete re- like redo of the hotel to where it's like themed. So basically, it's um it's it's basically he was he was kind of po- saying it as well. His quote was, "We're going to create a hotel at Disneyland Paris that would make Tony Stark proud." So it's basically mm-hmm. like just a re a reimagining of the hotel concept. It's basically making the hotel into kind of like an exhibit. So it's and not going to be a full-on cool immersive thing like the Star Wars thing is going to be. Yeah, no, it's not going to be fully immersive. It's just, it's just a reimagining of the hotel concept, which is which is cool in the sense that it can change easily to something else, whatever is right. relevant in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, but it's it... just basically the art. It's like an art tribute, sort of. Got it. It makes it more like attractive because what Jordan was saying earlier, a New York hotel. Okay, like no big deal, but adding the Marvel spin to it 
makes it, I think, more exciting too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It does. It makes it makes the hotel a little more relevant. Like whereas, um, you know, maybe uh, guests who go to Disneyland Paris, you know, wouldn't want to stay at Disney's Hotel New York and instead try uh-huh. to choose, you know, the Disneyland Hotel there. Uh, right. They might be like, oh, let's stay at Disney's Hotel New York because it's got the, you know, the Marvel theme, and we want to go see that, what that, and what that looks like. Right. Interesting stuff, guys. Yeah, looking forward to. I've never been to Disneyland Paris, so maybe there's now an excuse so, to go see it. Yeah, to see the art of Marvel. All right, guys. So our final stop will be at our all-time favorite Disney resort, and I'm not trying to say that, but that is the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim. Um, And so at the California Resort, there were a number of quote-unquote big announcements. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, the idea that Pixar, not the idea, the news that Pixar will be getting a heightened visibility at the resort uh, starting this October. So um, it was announced that there will be a Halloween overlay coming to Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, that includes Buena Vista Street. So uh, there's some concert up art that was shared a few days after the expo that we posted on our Facebook page uh, that shows uh, Oogie Boogie from uh, the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I believe. Or yes, yes, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, and he is looming over the entrance to DCA with lots of bats. Uh, that are promising to sh- overshadow the the night and day sky. So there's that, and I'm that, assuming yeah, there looks huge. By the way, yeah, it it dwarfs the whole entrance. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like I was um, like, geez, that's so big. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, maybe there's 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 you can call that scary, I suppose. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming there will be junk uh, jungle lanterns, jack o' lanterns. Uh, lining the beautiful Buena Vista Street itself, as well as some of the food and merchandise opportunities that come with holiday overlays to each of the parks. And uh, to be clear, that does not uh, negate the fact that Disneyland will um, be getting a um, Halloween overlay this year. Uh, they will. Um, so we're gonna just going to see a DCA version of that. Um, but the other big thing, going back to the Pixar uh mentioning of this whole uh, this whole uh, news bit is that uh, cars land will actually be getting a halloween overlay too for the first time and they're calling it the hall oween h-a-u-l um there you go with car puns of course um but uh, radiator springs racers or excuse me radiator springs the town of radiator springs will be getting uh, into the halloween spirit with uh, of course um, decorations food offerings um and um, uh, and two of the attractions, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree and uh, Luigi's uh, Casa de, de la Tires will be getting an overlay as well with some special things. So um, Halloween is coming to DCA. And I, you know, I will get into why I think, uh, you know, there's some interesting news on why uh, Halloween overlays coming to DCA there. Um, uh, in regards to entertainment, uh, though, it was briefly mentioned. Um, DCA will be getting uh, Paint the Night. So that was a crowd favorite for those who were at the presentation. Paint the Night is moving over to DCA. And at Disneyland, 
uh, once the Main Street Electrical Parade clears out later this fall, we will be getting, or they will be getting, um, the Pixar Play Parade. So Pixar is also getting uh, visibility at Disneyland Park. Uh, and they also uh, showed teaser uh, concept art of, as well that, you know, uh, uh, so far as in addition to the, the parade itself, um, transitioning quickly now to how Pixar is getting into Disneyland Park, there's actually going to be a Pixar Fest that's coming to uh, both parks. Um, but mainly Disneyland, will, it will, you'll see the biggest instance of that where they will be, uh, Disneyland Park will be getting a Pixar-themed uh, fireworks show um, and some en entertainment uh, opportunities and shows and character meet and greets that will pretty much flood the park with Pixar. Um, so that's Pixar Fest. Um, continuing on the Pixar train now, because Pixar got a lot of time during this presentation, another announcement was that um, Pixar will also be an overlay to what currently is Paradise Pier. Uh, they're calling it Pixar Pier. Um, and it really certainly got a lot of awkward claps and, and questions. People scratching their head on Except for John Lasseter, who was there to, on stage to present all of this, and he was really uh, psyched out about it. But um, basically what they are doing and the concept art that they shared there was that, uh, yeah, the whole Paradise Pier section of, that, of, of the park at DCA will be transformed into Pixar everything. Um, and and uh, from what we saw in the, in the art, it just basically turned what was the... Uh, boardwalk uh, area or the plaza Gar i forgot the boardwalk gardens i believe that's what it's called or paradise gardens my bad um it will be turned into um a themed pixar area um kind of extending what toy story mania looks like in its you know very old 1920s-esque uh, aesthetic with pixar characters there so um yeah that's basically uh, all the pixar things that were coming to the resort and a whole bunch of uh, other things. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we cannot uh, end our discussion about Disneyland news without having to bring up that Star Wars, the Star Wars themed land that's currently being built uh, at Disneyland Park uh, finally has a name. They announced that, um, well, both, Star Wars theme lands now have names, um, and their name, the official name is Star Wars colon Galaxy's Edge because Disney Parks loves colon love loves colons, and so they did the same thing like they did with Pandora World of Avatar. Uh, we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. There you go, colons, <laughs> man. Um, but so that's the official name of the land, and as uh, Scott uh, Trowbridge. Uh, the portfolio portfolio creative executive who's leading the Star Wars lands projects um, hinted at is that yeah it basically is a perfect you know name for the land and and that's because it is a distant uh, planet an outpost on a distant star in a galaxy far far away and a place that we've never been to before it's certainly a place that has not been shown in the uh, any of the Star Wars films so far. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 basically out there, you know. It's 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 out there. There's adventure to be had because it's just unknown, and so that's why they named it Galaxy's Edge. Um, the official 
uh, internal name of the of the project right now is the Frontierland expansion. Um, so, all you conspiracy folks, that's if you ever wanted to know that, that's a little tidbit for you guys. But, um, but in, in addition to the name, they also announced two other things. One, uh, it's it's going to be a land about choices. These lands are all going to be about choices. Um, so they were going, you know, Scott, Mr. Trowbridge was going through uh, just scenarios of what you would do if you were walking into this area and all of a sudden you bump into BB-8 um, and BB-8 starts talking to you, right? Hypothetically, right? If, if BB-8 starts talking to you and starts to be panicked, you know, he knows that if you see BB-8 that the resistance is nearby and ultimately they're going to need your help on something. And so you might be recruited. Uh, quote unquote to to be part of uh, a resistance mission so um, that could be a choice that you can make um, or you could have the choice of just relaxing in a cantina and enjoying blue milk um, and experiencing a DJ um, they announced that uh, you know there will be a cantina and the DJ will actually be Rex from the cockpit of Star Tours the original version of the ride he's getting repurposed and being turned into an awesome DJ and so uh, there you go. Uh, and Pee Wee Herman, the voice of Rex, is due to re-record his, his uh, character and bring new lines to that character in the cantina. Um, and so, yeah, like all these, uh, all these things, uh, just like the Star Wars Hotel uh, immersive concept, uh, everything's going to be based on what you do in this land. And so I'm super excited because that means everything that you do will always be different. Um, and so, yeah, that's, it makes that's, a reason yeah. to come back because as much as we like Disneyland, it's static for the most part. Right. I mean, granted, they're trying to add more dynamicness in like in Star Tours and in Guardians, for example. But I think that what is you, it's, what do you mean by dynamicness that you can oh, potentially different scenarios? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, so that's it's, a better it's, word. So, Rewritability. <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I d dynamic. I, I kind of Shakespeare a word right there. there you but go. um, the you know, know it's mean. it's a living it's a living world. It's not just like haunted mansion for the most part is haunted yeah, it's mansion. the same all the time except for the it, overlays. Yeah, but still, it, it it's it's mostly the same gags. It's mostly right. you know the same voice lines. So right. it's it's a good it's a good thing. I mean, no, granted, I so we too. we all love it, but it just makes it. It, a better place to be in and, and kind of other parks i haven't been to harry potter but other parks um don't really do that too so this is just another differentiating factor yeah we'll yeah. get into i'll get into that later i will announce i guess i can take that moment to announce that now but we actually had an exclusive interview with scott trowbridge i have that audio i'll be sharing at a later time in an audio report on disneyexaminer.com soon um but he kept on describing you know what the experience the guest experience is going to be like and he kept referring to just this idea of you entering into this land and not feeling that anything that you do will hinder that idea of you living within this area and this in this land itself so it's 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 a form of passive entertainment you know where you in a sense just you yourself and you walk into this thing and things happen to you and you find that to be entertainment. And so we, we, we had a very, very uh, strong conversation uh, about that. And so um, 
yeah i can't wait to share that with you guys because that was a that was a weird because <laughs> you couldn't say that much either but it, we we got mm -hmm. a we got a few big pieces of news from him all right guys and then the third and final point um of the star wars land news uh, is that um the california version will open before the walt disney world version so those uh, Anaheim Star Wars fans, uh, we will, we, uh, that includes me and us, I suppose, we will be getting our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge experience before the folks at Walt Disney World. But both are still due to open in 2019. Share that well, I think, at a later time. I think a funny thing too that we, maybe you guys missed, um, but when Jordan was announcing um, the parade swap, with Disney California Adventure and Disneyland, as far as Pixar Play Parade moving to Disneyland and the Paint the Night Parade moving to Disney California Adventure. Uh, one of the main reasons why um, this show originally couldn't go to California Adventure, Paint the Night being the show I'm referring to, was because of a little thing called the red car trolley. Now, for those of you that are observe, you know, you know, the observant when you're in the parks, you know that the red car trolley has a um, cable system above ground um, that the cars attach to, uh, which in the past, which these cars are modeled after, um, they would power the cars with the power you know, necessary to get them uh, over the track. Well, for the California Adventure version, it's simply decorative. The cables don't do anything other than um, provide an authentic recreation of the cars that they're emulating. Um, so truly, it's actually, if you ever look at them having to reset them, each time the train stops at station at the very end of the line, the cast members have to reset the entire uh, railway track up, up above so that the train can travel in the opposite direction, yet it has no purpose as far as moving the car itself. Uh, so in order for, for the Paint the Night Parade to come, that trolley system has to be modified and the cables will be removed. So that upper level of, you know, eye view of the cables running through Calvary Venture will be removed. Otherwise the Paint the Night Parade cannot be accommodated in that park. Uh, and so that was something that someone brought up when we were at the panel shortly thereafter. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And it makes sense now, if you look at the refurbishment schedule on their website, the trolley does go down soon. So I'm sure that it's going to go down because they're going to remove all those cabling uh, to fit those those floats. Because again, that frozen float is is huge. There's no way it can fit underneath all that cable system. So that's, that's a modification. Yeah, it's a modification that who knows truly um, could also be paving the way for that Marvel expansion um, coming to Disney California Adventure Park that they keep teasing. Um, because truly maybe they will want to move to a point where the trolley just doesn't travel through that area anymore. And removing those cables would, would make it a little bit easier to kind of make changes in that area. So, um, and it, it did, it limited, um, it limited Disney Calfrey Ventures parades in the sense that they could only go so tall. It's the reason why the Pixar Play Parade was, was modified and the Ratatouille float was removed because they could not fit underneath that cable system in the park. So the whole Ratatouille float was removed because of the same reason. So this does open up a lot of possibilities for future parades at California Adventure to be, you know, have the same height levels that Disneyland is able to achieve, achieve with their floats. So. One thing on the Pixar theme is interesting. Um, I think Jordan 
you and I had a conversation about this in the past, um, is they're slowly getting rid of the California theme. Because for, like, Cars Land, it has nothing to really do with California. Then the Paradise Pier, you know, supposed to be a thing. Now it's becoming a Pixar thing. Condor Flax was kind of more generic national parks. And then with the Hollywood land, it seems like Marvel is slowly creeping right. its way over there. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, 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 I think you, like you said, we meant, had a conversation about this. I, I think the name California Adventure is sh- going to be short-lived. Sure. Because... Yeah, no, I, I agree, too. Um, I, I think more than ever, especially after this presentation, I think there's more reason now to to potentially change the name and 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 i don't know maybe as well and i kind of back off on that answer too while i was saying it but uh, the reason why is because i don't they didn't announce if you know these pixar things uh would be permanent or they would be uh just pure seasonal overlays too um you're talking about over the pier Pier well, and then the Paradise of course, Pier. The Paradise Pier. Um, that was where I was confused too in your announcement when you were saying it was an overlay. The Paradise Pier, being reworked into Pixar Pier, is a total renovation, and it's clear in the picture. Um, there's modifications happening. They're they're installing like a giant ball. If you look at if you look at a high resolution pictures of that artwork, they added a theater into that part, and it's actually going into the part of the Paradise Pier that's adjacent to Mickey's Fun Wheel. So it would be replacing all of the games at the boardwalk and the oh, shops wow, okay. that are all along there. So you can see that the one of the shops is turned into uh, Bing Bong's Confectionery. And it's like a huge candy shop and it has a Bing Bong on it. And then there's um, Pixar Theater there. And it has like a, a teaser poster for like Coco on it. Wow. Um, and uh, there's a giant Pixar ball in the middle that has fountains all around it. So it's a it's complete... like the one near Tomorrowland. Yeah, it's a it's a complete reworking of Paradise Pier and renovation um, into Pixar Pier. So it has nothing to do with like the the garden area where like the restaurants are. It's it's all just surrounding um, the roller coaster and um, the Midway Mania. So this could also mean that California Screaming gets rethemed to something else that's Pixar as well too. And if you look at the refurbishment schedule, the California Screaming is going down for an extended period of time. Interesting. Yeah, that whole area is getting reworked. Um, and if you look at the refurbishment schedule, you can kind of get an idea of when it's all going to happen. Yeah. Uh, remember, they, ha- they still have that large area where the Malibumer once was, too, that they're not doing anything with. Yeah, they um, need to fix that. And so that's yeah, what that could, I think that's where this is all kind of going to take place. Right. Okay. And I think the Pixar Theater could be maybe like a meet and greet. They don't really have a, a permanent meet and greet spot for the Toy Story characters or any of the Pixar characters in general. So this could be truly like the Pixar themed land. The only thing this leaves in question is um, since Paradise Pier will become Pixar Pier, um, where does Ariel's Grotto fit into this? Um, and her restaurant is part of Paradise Pier. That was one of the questions. Yeah. The other question was, uh, where does Mickey's Fun Wheel fit into this? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's on Paradise Pier. And my last question is, where does Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel fit into this? Because if oh, there's no yeah, Paradise Pier, everything. if there's no Paradise Pier, how can there be Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel? So, but it could be that they have always been planning on turning their value resort here at the Disneyland Resort into a Pixar themed or Toy Story themed hotel 
which seems to be the case at other Disney resorts across the world, this could be their way of skinning that and actually fitting it into the area. Right. No, that's I good. Think- that's good to that's good to you guys that you clarified that, Danny. It was um it was still a super I think there's a lot of people who are confused just as much as I am that people think it was just an overlay. Um right. but uh yeah, no, that's to clarify, yeah, we the Paradise Pier will be gone very soon. Um Yes. Piggybacking on Danny's um you know DCA news. Um uh, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I have talked to Imagineers and Imagineers have talked to us in regards to why all this is happening, all these shifts and parades and why uh, pretty much all this is happening. And the reason mainly why it's happening at DCA is because remember we're two years out to the opening of, um, of the Star Wars galaxies. At, it's so weird to say it's too long. So I'll just say Star Wars land. Cause I think that's what everybody like to your I'm point, gonna call it Star still going to be calling it Star Wars land. Um, but uh, the reason why is because, yeah, we're two years out. Um, and at that point, you know, Disneyland will, will be the, you know, the favorite of everybody at that point. And so by having, you know, these Pixar offerings at DCA, um, by having Paint the Night at DCA, by having the Halloween overlays at DCA, um, they're really trying to divert the attention of everybody um, to uh, the California, you know, DCA and Disney California Adventure Park to um, really control the crowds um, that they're expecting that will come when Star Wars Land opens in 2019. And so, yeah, all of all of this really is um, is uh, is really a big diversion. Um, and so, and speaking of diversions, uh, you know, I guess our final point. Uh, of 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 all this D23 Expo Parks and Resorts news is uh, something that a lot of people were anticipating but really didn't get a full announcement on. Um, and that was the Marvel Land that was supposedly highly rumored uh, that was coming to Disneyland, or excuse me, D- Disney California Adventure Park right behind the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Um, and so Bob Chapek, chairman of Parks and Resorts, uh, was very short of saying that a land would be coming, but he did say an immersive experience, like they always like to say, uh, will be coming to um, DCA in the near future. Uh, did not share a lot of information on to why, uh, but if you're listening to this podcast, I can give you the, uh, I guess, scoop on why they we did not share that. And it really boils down to uh, Disneyland's relationship with the city of Anaheim. Um, a lot of what, um, anything that pretty much anything actually that Disneyland does in regards to expansion of their theme parks uh, has to be approved uh, by Anaheim city government and city council. Um, and so uh, there are just a few hiccups and small events level that uh, have prevented uh, Disneyland from actually making a formal announcement at D23 Expo about a Marvel land. And so um, once all that clears and hopefully the Disney Parks blog announcement or there might be a small little press event. Um, but uh, yeah, no official confirmation that land was coming, but for sure, again, an, an open acknowledgement that Marvel will be coming in a larger in a larger way to DCA, which again, all folds into the giant diversion, right? That is going to be um, trying to get the crowds controlled between uh, DCA 
and of course the Star Wars land coming to Disneyland Park. So um, there you guys go. Really, DCA is getting everything from, I guess, from every announcement that we pretty much shared at, you know, for the, uh, during this podcast and at the expo. And the only reason why is because they know that the crowds are just going to be reeling and will be at an immense level when Star Wars Land opens in 2019. I'm excited that DCA is getting more love because yeah. it's kind of a right. sad park at times. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, there's not much going for it. It's just really Tower of Terror. Like Hollywood, for example, the Muppet Theater is dead. The Who Wants to Become a Millionaire building is dead. That place where there was a food court and um, Flynn's Arcade, that's just like a cat's member loading zone now, it seems. Mm-hmm. And the and plus the animation building has, it seems, dead too from what I've been there too. So it, it's good that it's it's getting an expansion potentially, probably, most likely, worthy, um, like Star Wars Land. And it's something hip, modern, and they could do a lot with, you know? Because mm-hmm. Marvel, I mean, also, it, back to what I mentioned earlier, a lot's based on New York. And if they do, like, a mini New York, it would be weird to have a New York in California. Exactly. That's what Brian Bishop and I were talking about in our audio report uh, right when Guardians opened, and it's still on the site now. But, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you're not going to be bringing people to a distant place, uh, you know, if you're recreating New York City. They could do space right. stuff, though, because that's what... Oh, but Guardian... That's just thing. one thing, right? But if you want to yeah. include everything, you know, in a, in a Marvel cinematic universe, like, it's still very much grounded in familiar Earth, you know? So Yeah. But in any case, you know, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, I think there was a lot that was shared at the Expo, that there's, and there's still a lot that um, still needs to be announced, you know, uh, within hopefully the next before calendar year uh, before the calendar year ends um but uh yeah i think i think just like any other d23 expo and any presentation that happens there including the parks and resorts presentation it did its job to be able to tease uh and get one and get people wanting again right um you know if you've ever wanted to renew your pass and you were hesitant before hopefully disney's goal of having all of this was Mm -hmm. to make you not second guess yourself and make you pull the trigger on renewing your pass and or getting a new pass and visiting. And so I think they very much did that um, Honestly, in a variety of different ways. I think Honestly, I was a little surprised. I don't know if, and Jordan, you can comment on this too. So I thought we maybe discuss this, but I think I was a little surprised that they didn't mention anything about Disneyland Resort's fourth hotel because they had such a specific point of making that, that social media post about the hotel with very few details but they announced the location of where it would go they announced the kind of hotel it was going to be um but no details other than and they showed some just basic concept artwork that had to be submitted to the city for approval regarding the hotel um but i thought for sure we would get some details on that were you not surprised to not see that or uh that's a that was another city governance thing um you know they they're 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 just trying to negotiate a lot of things right now and so i think it's just really a minor thing um and for those who don't remember a few months ago disneyland announced that a five-star hotel excuse me a four-star hotel would be coming 
to the resort, which uh, will be on what currently is the downtown Disney parking lot nearest uh, Rainforest Cafe. Um, My favorite place to and park. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's just simple politics, really, that prevented them from making a formal announcement with more detail. Uh, but that project is still very much uh, in the in in the in the loop. And what got me reminding too about the future of the resort, the California resort, is that they also didn't mention the new east side parking structure and the Harbor Boulevard bridge that was announced a few months ago as well. Um, oh, right. And so, you know, this addition of a new parking structure that's supposed to live right off the five freeway and this new footpath that's supposed to connect that parking structure to the main entrance plaza. Um, none of that was mentioned as well. Um, and the reason why was, again, because of Anaheim and, and Disneyland trying to just make sure that they each get what they want. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, there's, this is stuff that will clear up, hopefully. Uh, if all goes well, and we should be hearing more toward the end of the year, um, but uh, yeah, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the last uh, that we'll hear about those two projects. I'm gonna add a quick point. Um, this is honestly, I think, the most exciting time that the parks has had in a long, long time because there's so much coming to it. I, I probably since the addition of DCA, I can think like not much has really come to disneyland since then it's just you know minor tweet i guess cars land but i don't really count that but it this is like but you should that was a major thing that it was amazing the billion dollar expansion of dca fair but but in like three cars lands coming because there's like all these hotels and buildings and yeah it's it's probably i mean disneyland's gonna change Big, yeah. big time and in it's, our generation it's, yes it will <laughs> yeah it's it's very exciting it's going to be a slow process by like the end of the next decade it's probably going to be fully you know realized but yeah it, it i mean i'm i'm excited to to experience You're this excited whole. about something andy there i've never heard such nonsense from your mouth mm-hmm. i am excited there and you I'll go be, i think be, I think we'll leave it on that. We'll leave it on that note, my friend. I think you speak for all of us then. No smoking, please. Fun doesn't have to end here. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with the latest episodes. And also, please give us five stars or any other feedback you would like to give to us. It is greatly appreciated. Also, please email us at monorailblue at disneyexaminer.com if you want to contact us about any issue or leave any feedback in general. We'd love to hear from you. Finally, like us on our social media accounts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MonorailBluePod. And also, please follow Disney Examiner on those same social media websites for all the latest Disney news. Thank you for joining us on this magical journey, and we hope to see you soon. No smoking, please. We are circling the Disney-created Seven Seas Lagoon. Rising from the Magic Kingdom on the opposite shore is Cinderella Castle. You can also see Disney's Mountain Range, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain in Frontierland, and Space Mountain in Tomorrowland. To the right hand side, right hand side.